Welcome to Mudville, a podcast about baseball and cinema. I'm Brody Stout. I'm Nolan Rabine. We hope you enjoy. It's Mudville, June 22nd. Brody's been out of town on an expedition to find the Titanic. <laughs> I haven't heard from him in a couple days. But I'm sure I'm sure he's fine. Um, we had a close call. Oh shit, he's back! I have returned. There he is. I have returned. Yeah. So I was actually on another submarine, but oh, we, we made it back. Yeah. Thank God. I heard about the other you, that you, other you one. You thought I was on that one? Yeah. I was on another one. Actually. Oh man. Yeah. They sent two. I was on, I was on the rescue sub. <laughs> One with a British billionaire and one with a Brooklyn podcaster, <laughs> and they wanted to see which one came back. <laughs> Amazing! This is great results the for the proletariat. Yeah. To be honest, you love to see it as a poor person. Yeah, this is what you want. God, what a, what a saga that was! I, did you see <laughs> that the Navy knew that they had died like a week ago? It was a week ago. Yeah, it was like a week ago. Oh no! And the they Navy said, just didn't report they it. They said like five days ago the sub imploded. Like they heard something. There's like an acoustic signal that was like in line with an implosion. So this isn't particularly recent. Like they were, I, I think they were cooked a while ago. Oh man, Biden knew. Biden knew. <laughs> he didn't do anything about it. It's I, it's a good I don't question. Laugh, what is Joe Biden doing to yeah. save Titanic He's, bound submarines? He was, he was swimming that weren't launched from America. <laughs> he was he was getting the scuba gear out of the closet. What is Joe <laughs> Biden doing to prevent that? Hey, Jack. I'm gonna get down there. I'm gonna gonna go figure out what's going on. <laughs> we go should save send, those divers. Honestly, if we sent Joe Biden to go find the Titanic, that would kill like eight birds with one stone. I would actually, first of all, I would watch the movie afterwards. I don't know. Maybe President Kamala would nationalize Major League Baseball. My favorite part of the whole submarine saga was like that nut, like the, the submarines. Two <laughs> two hours after the news broke. Like the guy's stepson, like put out a statement. Yeah. Like I think my family would want me to be at the Blink One Eighty Two concert. concert. Like this is what we do. <laughs> People go disappearing, and then you know, usually we go to a pop punk concert. Sometimes, folk, you gotta stay together for the kids. That's for does that for fit? The kids. Does that work? Uh, kinda. <laughs> yeah, not really. This is a new era on the Mudville podcast. We're aiming for no more feedback. The no feedback era. Yeah, that's what we're going for. Dude, speaking of... Let us of know how we do. Billionaires just doing whatever. See Zuckerberg's going to fight Elon, Dude, maybe. That is my favorite thing. Well, it, I, I don't know. It's, I, look, I hate both of them. I just want to sure. see... I mean, that doesn't even need to be clarified. It, it, yeah, fair enough. I just want to see... It's like saying you hate both like ISIS and... <laughs> throat cancer <laughs> i do that's true actually I, you know throat cancer has made some uh some I, I think it killed some shithead oh uh rush limbaugh oh yeah uh, okay score one for throat cancer <laughs> throat cancer one rush limbaugh uh, that's zero. more than that's more points than i would give isis that's that is so, more points you uh, well i on no circumstances it's also more points than I would give Elon Musk. <laughs> um yeah it is more points i'd give elon musk dude i'm surprised he didn't call like the british billionaire on the submarine a pedophile yeah, he dude. typically does that when submarines enter the news. <laughs> I know. Instead, he's focused on fighting Mark Zuckerberg in a cage match. <laughs> he has changed. The sort of thing that's like supposed to be super funny, like you hear about that and you think that's going to be hilarious. But if it actually happens, it's like not going to be funny at all because it's just going to be turned into a series of like escalating memes. The reason that I kind of am rooting for it, I, I am... These are two men who are extreme egotists. So to see mm -hmm. them like prance around a ring half naked and just like hopefully maybe get punched in the face, I would I would like that. You say half naked as it's like an appeal, but to me that would try like, I I would no, want no, them no, both, it's not both to appeal. be wearing t shirts. I don't. Or have you ever seen Elon Musk without a shirt on? He's hideous. <laughs> yeah, I don't need to see it again. No, that's why. Expose it. <laughs> Put it out. Uh, there. I I disagree. I Make think... everybody gaze upon <laughs> 
oh, the man. hell that we hath wrought upon ourselves by making this man our weird fucking like Twitter god. He might be a plant to just get rid of the entire concept of like meritocracy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, if they actually do it, it's going to be advertised to hell. First of all, it's not going to be a cage match at all because neither of those two are going to like take a hit. I just want to see Elon Musk get punched like, in the face almost as much as I want to see Mark Zuckerberg punched in the face. So this could knock two birds out with one stone. Cage, yeah, but like I don't know. Cage match implies to me that like somebody's at least going to get like a lip bloodied or something, and I sure. don't think that would even happen in the fight. I think they would just like take a couple like probably shots in like each other's like pectoral. I want to see both of them fight Mike Tyson separately. Can we do oh, that? Yeah, <laughs> we could just see them both get like actually knocked out. That'd like be great. You know what they should do is like set it up with them so that they think it's just going to be like a <laughs> PR thing where where they both get a bunch of good publicity after like ten years of Zuckerberg getting shit. trashed yeah. and like three years of Musk getting trashed, yeah. and then we release um, a lion into the game. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, oh, <laughs> like shit. the Coliseum. I, I was going to say we unleash like Khabib or whoever the best <laughs> UFC fighter is. Khabib. I don't know if it's still him, yeah. but Nergamadema and Khabib. Oh yeah, that or guy. Something. Yeah, All a lion's UFC a better idea be though. I I like the idea of a lion. Yeah. Especially because Zuckerberg has a weird thing with like gladiator. Well, not gladiators, but like Romans. Like, well, that's why he has that haircut. Do you know that? No, I didn't know that. But he wants I, to get, he wanted the Caesar cut. I think it's fair Such to say that, uh, I think it's fair to say that both of those men have had enough money for a, a long enough time that they should be able to fight, all, that, they, that they should have developed. Dude technology that they should be able to fight a lion just impromptu like yeah. whatever just in case it like happens right so at that point like if they die to the lion scale issue yeah <laughs> dude lion diff yeah <laughs> i would pay a, a not insignificant amount of money to watch elon musk get ripped apart by a lion <laughs> dude he wanted to talk about roman emperors right uh oh yeah i did well did the it. reason was because of zuckerberg because sure. he has that haircut so he he had like a weird obsession thing with the way that they would like control shit and that's like why he did like partially why he had like facebook be the way it was with like all the spying and shit he wanted to like guide us as humanity apparently this is all hearsay allegedly mm -hmm, um sure. i want to get sued by the zucker i, I don't think that's i don't think we're at risk of that <laughs> you never know he's out there he's listening he knows what we're talking about he's just a fucking weirdo he also looks like nero who is also a roman emperor so that's the thing i was going to say um i feel like as a society we don't talk enough about roman emperors i agree with that um because they were all really fucking strange like man babies who were in charge of the most important place in the on the planet at the time like <laughs> Like, it's, they're just, like, fun. Do you know anything about Nero? I mean, yeah, sure, but, like, tell me what, what you know about Nero. I'm pretty Let's sure he, like, history. fucked horses. No way. Yeah, that I, think, I didn't know. I think he did. Did he really? Yeah, I think he did. What a freak. Yeah, also, this is what he looked like, which is, you're this not is great ready. content for the Wait, podcast. You're, I, we should make it the, <laughs> okay, the, the thumbnail. We'll, we'll put this in the image. Um, are, I don't know yeah, if you're ready for this. Just show it to me. Oh, God. That man ran Rome. <laughs> he looks like he would be like a mop up like sixth inning guy with a seven point eight four ERA. Do you see the underbeard? He looks like he throws a very hittable splitter. <laughs> Just like a slider that doesn't slide. Yeah. yeah. Um anyway, this picture, if you want to look it up, Nero N E R O is the one it's the colored version where it's like trying to make it look like a real person and he's just a hideous freak. So that's fun. I think we need a like late period Rome era in Major League Baseball in terms of like commissioners where we just can't keep one in charge. That'd be really and they funny. just keep going through every like three months even. The owners where it's like we put in one and they're like no get, one. get out. <laughs> yeah they, they like can't find like they keep installing some new guy who like reveals out. himself to be a buffoon. <laughs> well they did that but they won't get rid of the one that we have now. Yeah because he's a puppet. Yeah. Um, did you see what he said today? Yeah let's, let's we should get into that yeah. shouldn't we? I mean, oh it's my God. This thing is, it won't go away. Oh, wait, and, what do you said today? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I was going to talk about the whole like saga of the past week. Oh, because oh, he has, we can, he can has we go back to the A's stepped thing. in it so many yeah. times this week. He made it worse. It was a terrible week in baseball, at least in the news. Um, that's already been honestly sufficiently lambasted by the media. You know, this is that was lambasted? like, I thought it was lambasted. 
I think it's lambasted. I don't Maybe. know. Our last episode was like 10 days ago at this point, and then this happened like nine or eight days ago. So it was, it's been a little while. Um, it's been talked about quite a bit, and I'd, I'm not going to try to add anything that's just received wisdom at this point because uh, the Fangraphs writer, Michael Bauman, uh, published an in- incredible piece. Uh, that was called I was supposed to write about Ellie De La Cruz today <laughs> and instead he wrote <laughs> that's, about that's a great great title because you know a, how he got it to sitting there and he was thinking Jesus fucking Christ I had to talk about Rob Manfred I was supposed to write about Ellie De La Cruz oh exactly yeah no it, it, it says all that it is and it, instead he had to talk about Rob's uh, trifecta of terrible PR yeah which was first of all to blame the city of Oakland for losing their team saying well we have to ask ourselves what was the city of Oakland prepared to do there was no Oakland offer yada 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 instantly Oakland was like the, yes there was they said this is just straight up false yeah um, shocker manfred's lying yep yeah. uh and then in response to the reverse protest that we we talked about last week with tony by the way tony wanted to uh, issue a correction that i'm going to just mention while i thought of it sure um he actually got time to do it yeah he accidentally referred to documentarian errol flynn on last week's podcast as errol fleming ah personally i forgive him i i think we can let it slide although whether or not the the listeners yeah yeah, we're just gonna court of public opinion yeah democracy and uh, in terms actually you know what in honor of roman emperors i think we have to make this decision and i'm gonna say thumbs up (laughs) tony gets to live yeah we can we can let him go response to the reverse protest manfred said it was nice to see an almost average crowd in oakland did you see the video or did you only read the quote I only read the quote. Okay, the video is like it. It makes it a little bit better because the way that it. the way that he was saying it was like it was like an, you know almost average. Cr- like it was he was saying it like yeah they were getting there, but like when it was just written because I read it first then saw the video after and I was like uh, he's a my theory melon. is that he's performance artist and he's doing an extended <laughs> bit, bit to just make everybody hate him as much yeah. as possible and then at a certain point we're gonna let everybody very publicly kill him and then major league baseball thinks that's going to settle a lot of public figures we're just going to put yeah no but they're just going to put all of their problems on this this one guy and then you just like blast him into the river and you're going to say okay day (laughs) one we're back we're back we're back to square one with major league baseball so Um, today we got to revisit this is a twofer actually i'm not done oh, he, yo, he did ahead, more ahead, uh, he did he did even more he shied away from a decent response to the pride uniforms Wait, and, stay away from and he um said that he, major league baseball doesn't wish to make teams force their players to wear pride logos or uniforms or whatever on night on pride night because they don't want to to uh they, they want to keep their players safe he said and they don't want to uh, uh how about your fans don't want what, to how about your gay players who are probably in baseball and afraid to tell anyone yeah we've never had a gay player in major league baseball They're, they exist we, but there are a whole lot guarantee of assholes you they're in there somewhere someone's um, gay yeah i mean i i can't even talk about all that it's stuff ridiculous. anymore it's been the Dodgers had their Pride Night and it got protested by Proud yeah, we, Boys, who they put that. in the lake parking lot yeah, a mile away. The Texas Rangers aren't hosting one, but the other teams are. What? The Texas Rangers? Yeah. <laughs> they don't want to be gay for a night? What the fuck, man? <laughs> All those Texas teams seem like they're just complete fucking gross humans. Yeah. Um, I feel like Jerry Jones smells like meat. Two days after all that, uh, the Athletic laid off twenty writers. Yeah, that was bad. And they'll be considered staffing limits for research and data analytics. Um, that's what Daniel does. Just a week of terrible Man, PR. I wonder if he's all right. But yeah, that's yeah. Um, it, it. Really made me sad just to follow this organization rough. Rough. that is in control of the thing that we love. <laughs> yeah, not that what you want. Seems to hate that same Speaking thing of which elon Musk and no, the people who love it yeah uh, no it, it really is a to, shame they it's, only seem to care about protecting the the worst of their fans and, and the worst of their the worst players. of their players yeah. um, and the worst of their owners hello john well, fisher yeah i mean it's just i don't know it like it it's 
you know, like I said, I don't want to repeat any received wisdom because I've been like listening to podcasts about right, this all right, week, right. and I don't want to like keep anything in my head. But yeah. this, it's just so clearly not somebody who is fit for this moment on any right. level. Um, MLB That's has well shown said. nothing but cowardice all year when faced with even a little bit of adversity. There are now a bunch of Republican senators who want to revoke the antitrust legislation primarily because teams are hosting pride nights. But even a broken clock is right twice a day. They shouldn't have that shit. Like if you're going to pull a team out of Oakland and give them the middle finger on the way out, I mean, that's just clearly not a group of people who can be trusted to provide baseball and to provide, I mean, not, not only entertainment, but to have this relationship with a city that we're now seeing can just be broken by like the strip it away air to some department store who wants to increase his money by like a little bit awful it really Um, is i it's just yeah there's an inherent relationship between a team its city and its fans and it's absurd that these owners are able to break that trust in service of their own pockets yeah, and it's even worse take that it for granted the the commissioner of the sport is actively supporting the process at at every turn like it's part of his job at this point to secure public funding for john fisher specifically right. yeah to move when they could have just expanded and he could have the the owners could do this at any point. Nevada state legislator could do, could do this at any point. Yeah, they could just stop. The, <laughs> the only people who have made noise are the fans, but of course the fans are the only people without any power in this. Right. Because baseball is owned by a cabal of assholes. Cabal of a- There's Thank your title. You. He brought up, uh, or in an interview, I don't know if it was today, but it was definitely, there was an article about it today in ESPN, which by the way, no byline in the article. It just says ESPN. So thanks for that ESPN. Oh, Continue nice. not crediting your writers. He uh, he regrets the way he handled the Astros sign stealing scandal, which, like, yeah, dude, too little, too late. Like he said, uh, admitting then in a recent interview that granting immunity to the players was quote maybe not my best decision ever. <laughs> like, uh, uh-huh. um, he said, I'm not sure that I would have approached it with giving players immunity. Once we gave players immunity, it puts you in a box as to what exactly you were going to do in terms of punishment. I might have gone about the investigative process without that grant of immunity and see where it takes us. Starting with, I'm not going to punish anybody. Maybe not my best decision ever. Um, He also said that he regrets calling the World Series trophy a piece of metal, um, which is just funny. I take it back. He's not a performance artist. He's just an NPC. Dude, he's like an AI. So sad, man. Speaking of NPCs not crediting writers and assholes who shouldn't be in charge, did you see the whole TCM saga this week? No. David Zaslav, the new Warner Brothers CEO, who has been just making a series of anti-art decisions that at the helm of this massive corporation that owns many of the institutions responsible for keeping film and classic film in the public conscience and he announced this week that he was releasing some of the top heads of tcm which made many people think that he was planning to cut the service altogether which naturally inspired a massive backlash Steven Spielberg, Martin Scorsese, and Paul Thomas Anderson all one got on a call together. Is not like the Which one are you talking about? Spielberg. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. They all have very I like Spielberg, specific he's not gonna be wrong. careers. It's just that he's, um, if there is an fine. Illuminati, Steven Spielberg sold his soul to it a long time ago. That <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> Basically, right, yeah. as opposed to the other two. Who, Jaws is um, good, though. He's got a guy named Brody. Oh, he's a, he's a great director, yeah. but uh, Jurassic Park. He movie. definitely sees himself Indiana as like Jones, the good stuff. official director of Joe Smith, who eats at McDonald's sure. every day, yeah, and who dreams about fairies and sharks at night. Yeah, um, you think this new Indiana Jones is going to be bad? Oh, I've, of course. I'm kind of. That's like the reason I want to see it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um. But yeah, the, these three directors had to all get on a call with David. Zaslav, who, by the way, this guy's relationship with the public is so bad that he got booed at a commencement speech. <laughs> um, who is he, Rob Manfred? 
Exactly. Um, And of course, this happened right after his Warner Brothers Flash movie bombed, which I have no intention of seeing. I didn't even. I I I saw a trailer for that recently. I was like, the first shot was Ezra Miller's face, and I was like, we're still doing this guy. I thought we like. It's well. That's been like the whole thing because we all move on from them. (laughs) Like they paid three hundred million dollars at least to make that movie. And then their star went on a crime spree <laughs> and kidnapped a child. He went on a crime um, spree. I'm sorry, it's not funny, but it, no, it's, it's it's kind of like, funny. It's, it's kind of funny. It's, 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 it's all right. He, it's kind of like, funny. Is they right? I think yeah, it's they. But all right, so they had it made right. All you have to do is like shut up and be the Flash. Oh yeah, <laughs> just could not like, do it. <laughs> even if the movie's bad, which it very much is, oh, like God. you could just take it to the bank, and right. they they couldn't even do that. Exactly. So they were like marketing the movie around nostalgia for Michael Keaton's Batman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the beloved Michael Keaton Batman. <laughs> which no, it it is, but like not not thirty five years later. <laughs> yeah, I not mean it's twenty twenty three. It's not in the zeitgeist anymore. <laughs> Like, you um, know him, you love him. It's Michael Keaton as Batman. And it's like, can we have Michael Keaton do something else, please? If a multiverse movie fails, we at all this like point, Michael Keaton still. You have like, no talent because yeah, it's true. The reigning best picture winner is a multiverse, like Joss Whedon esque cringe movie. The biggest movie in the world is a different Spider Man multiverse cartoon right now. Okay, but that movie probably is pretty good because the first one was great. But the fact that... But like, yes, yes, you're right. You're right. The concept, it, it seems to do well. <laughs> you can't say that it bombed for any reason other than it fucking sucks. Like, you intentionally made a play at what people clearly like and what there's clearly a market for right now. I don't know. Just both of these stories this week just made me so upset that these are the people who are in power of yeah. the things that we love and that our best living directors have to team up to save turner oh, classic movies really which really should be they're gonna a make public a public utility <laughs> they love a good team up <laughs> um but it's just so frustrating like why are any of these people in power why do they know how to make money why for the does people the who heir have all to the money? some stupid company have the right to strip baseball away from the city of oakland yeah why is he being abetted by somebody who is apparently supposed to commission the sport but instead just acts as a front man for the owners yep well that's why he's there like yeah, that is what the job of the commissioner. Remember, like when Goodell was always like putting his foot in his mouth well, and shit. At this point, they've just ripped the mask off so far that yeah. they they can't even pretend that he is anything but a mouthpiece. Yeah, anymore. True. And it's just so so frustrating that these are the people who have the money and who get to invest the money. I mean, I'm kind of straining metaphors at this point, but it, it's just so frustrating that so many artists struggle to get their work produced and to get their names out into the world meanwhile these people can just throw 300 million dollars out there to make like a bunch of sludge to prove how many properties they own and i fucking hate it man (laughs) the way the world works i'm also not done being mad at manfred um yeah no keep going like this is the same man who single-handedly decided that he was going to fix baseball. Like, it's just... They, I. This is mostly coming from the fact that I still hate the extra innings thing. Like, I know some players like it. Like, that's been a, a talking point about it for a while now, is like, well, they want to go home. We're going to go back to the zombie working. runner. <laughs> huh? We're going to loop this back to the zombie runner? What? The Is that what you call it? Yeah. I've never heard you say that. You call it a zombie runner? Yeah, I guess I kind of, like, recently adapted that. adopted that. But. I don't hate it because like it kind of makes sense. it isn't the a ghost runner thing it's a zombie, not, yeah. not a ghost runner i like the manfred man which, <laughs> oh, that's good that's right. that's my favorite i like the manfred man um i've always called it the manfred man since okay. i heard it in like 2020 but um either way i like yes i'm gonna bring it back to that because it seems like rule changes in general this year people can wrap their head around but that one is consistently like I don't know. People are okay with the rule changes this year because they actually do make the game better. Everyone agrees on that. Like it's you know we we are we are sick of the shifts. That's fine. The pitch clock is you know now barely noticeable. That's fine. And the bigger base, who gives a shit? But like the fully fucking with the integrity of the game with adding just a guy. I don't know. I don't want to be an old man griping about the rules or whatever. It just. The reason that I hate it so much is because I feel like it's like emblematic of Rob Manfred like hating baseball. 
Like, yeah. <laughs> I feel like he barely likes the damn sport. Like, people love it. Love it. Like, a very deep, connected level where it's just like, it's not just not just a game, whatever, the whole thing. You do the whole spiel. But it's just like, don't fuck with it. <laughs> whatever, it's been around sure. Oh, there you go. Score us a run. You're the Manfred man. Yeah. Steal us Actually, a base tonight. Because <laughs> we're all in the mood to get out of here. And it's like 1030 at night. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Thank you. Man, if this was England, you'd sing that every single time uh, we started uh, extra, uh, extra innings. Score us a run. You're the Manfred man. I did a spoken word thing to avoid singing. Um <laughs> I did not. I actually, I just took it. The one thing that I've been like meaning to kind of put my thoughts out there as it's like, you know, all the fans are pissed all the time about everything with the Yankees, um, which is fine. You know, we've been sold this whole championship thing. Look, I listen to Michael K show, as I said, and he fields calls all day about people being pissed that the Yankees haven't won in 14 years. And, you know, Cashman's got to go and Boone has to get fired and all of this our, is you a know, mess and just, you know. All of our favorite first world problems. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they like sometimes they'll on the show they'll be like, like I get it, but like you, it's been oh me, poor me, been fourteen years. The Mets haven't won since eighty six. It's like okay, here's the difference: the Yankees have been so fucking agonizingly close for almost a decade. Well, the Mets don't do anything. It's I think it is more painful to be close like this than it is to just be bad i'm a giants fan and a knicks fan i can handle disappointment it happens all the time but like true agonizing defeat year after year is hard to take especially when there's nothing changing so it's you know it is what it is at this point because nothing is gonna change but i do think so often about just our role as yankee fans especially ones who were born in 1998 like in the midst of the past like yep. decade or so of major league baseball Didn't because get a lot like of good times there are at least 20 fan bases around the league who can very rightfully tell us to cry them a river it's true <laughs> i you know namely the oakland ace i like there yeah, are there are plenty sure. where like there is one, shit is worse so more. than what we have going on i get it like as a yankee fan it's like you spoiled you guys meet playoffs you, 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 me, me. and they're it's right like, they are right it's fine but like, and also, it's been agony for Imagine us. if you like won the lottery and then immediately got robbed and then were like upset about it, and then someone who's been broke their whole life is like, oh, <laughs> bitch about it. It's like, I just lost so much money. It's like, we have been so close so many times, and they just can't do it. It's like, you know, again, I get it. It's, you know, but like, you don't feel like that gut punch when your team is like 65 and, I don't know, I don't want to do that math, 62 and 100. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, you know, it's 97. Yeah, I mean, but like it's when yeah. you have a season like that, it's just usually clear from the start. And if not, it's clear from yeah. like May. Meanwhile, uh, and it's a very long season. So we you go just through have to the get roller coaster. Your team lose every night. Yeah. And I've never had a season like that. Like, we've yeah, never no, had to experience that, which is why. I'm a Giants fan. I'm used to oh, like, yeah, just but that's a knowing sport. you're not doing shit. No, but like, it's. I'm saying that the feeling of like knowing, like, okay, you're a Royals fan. You guys are. Sure, but having it be like a nightly thing like yeah, every true. day just going that's into true. a game knowing even if we win this game which we matter. probably won't it doesn't right. really matter right as a diehard fan there are know, so would, many teams brutal that but, yeah. are just sort of in that perpetual existence yeah and which i actually that, respect hal steinbrenner for because he he went on the other day in an interview where he said i my dream is for every single fan base on you know opening day or the beginning of spring training to think there's a chance me too that we could make the playoffs i'm like that is ideal yeah that's, like that's Salary how it should floor. be but yeah. what are you going to do to make that happen you're just yeah. going to say that and then vote no how how wants vote. a cap he wants a salary cap and a floor yeah so he okay. wants like an actual thing i kind i don't sorry. hate hal steinbrenner I, like i he's not the worst he's not the worst he's not the best he's not the worst i you know i don't yeah. particularly like him like, i just don't hate him there like, aren't he, very many he years. seems aware more so than some others. I think he's just a bit of a coward. But yeah. on the on the scale of big league owners, which is really what you have to put him on, um yeah. he's not that bad, I guess. No. 
Like it, there it, are worse. It could be there worse. are much, much worse. So, and that has yeah. been proven time and time again by Oakland last year, by Cincinnati, who, by the way, yeah, on a ten-game win streak. They have a weird history ownership. of terrible owners. Did you know that? I didn't. They have a uh, owner, or they had an owner in I think the eighties or the nineties who like openly walked around calling black players the N-word or something. Oh my god! Like, yeah, they oh, have that, a really that, weird that bad type history. Of bad owner. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. my. No, like terrible. Oof. But apparently they like won a lot. <laughs> so like people kind of liked her. It's like it's a mess. It's uh, like, like it's also a woman. We have Johnny Bench, and I think she was like the first woman, like majority owner. It's it was like, a it's racist very, woman. Yeah, it's like oh very my complicated. god. Um, well, it's not complicated. She was I like mean, an old racist lady. Women but can like, be racist you know, too. Yeah, we're, we're feminists you know, here on the Mudville podcast. <laughs> we, we think women can be women racist, can be racist too. too. Um, <laughs> welcome to the 2023 discourse hour. <laughs> my God, yeah. <laughs> Whatever it's, I I don't know the the state of ownership in baseball is such a wide array. I don't even know who the owner of the Padres is, but he's like an old man who's like about to die and he wants to win a World Series, so he's like pumping his team with all of his money. Or you have John Fisher, or you know, it's just, or you have like the Dodgers ownership group who just is like, we're just gonna make like a good organization, top to bottom. It's the like, owner of know, the Padres has sort of single handedly proven that all of the like small market whining is nonsense. Bullshit. Which yeah. I love. That's yep. that's great. Um you can just you can see that a team that has like that's like twenty sixth and payroll can shell out like six huge contracts. Sure. Every team should be able to do it. Yeah. It's like five year deal for thirty nine year old U Darvish. Yeah. Like, I, like the Rays whatever, probably man. couldn't have a two hundred million dollar payroll, but they could probably crack like one thirty easily. Like, I oh mean, my god. I mean any know. team any MLB owner can play can pay these players. Yeah. And if yeah. they can't then there are probably hundreds of people out there who are willing yeah. to give them a life, yeah. a generational wealth. Yeah. To let them take control. To buy, yeah. to buy control of that team yeah. and then invest, That's the invest thing. money into that team by Teams. buying players that will then draw fans to the stadium. Because Teams that works. So we see it time and time again. It's like the only no. thing in the world that never like lessen or depreciates in value. No. Literally every team that's ever sold is sold for a profit. It's like it so it's an investment for a lot of people like who go into it. So it's just like you might have uh disaffected owners who are just in it to sit on it for a minute and then make a fuck ton of money on the other side. Look at Michael Jordan. He bought his stake in the Hornets for like what was it, like hundred and fifty million or something? He's about to make three billion dollars. Like it you know, ridiculous. It's Whatever. the hypocrisy of it too to say like, well, you know, we you can't compete with like some of these big league owners. Like, okay, yeah, okay bullshit. Sell, sell the, team. the team then if you don't want. Aren't you such spend. a like right wing capitalist? Yeah. You're in gonna most go cases? make two or like, three billion dollars if isn't, you sell. Isn't this how the, go the ahead. free market works? Like, didn't you get got in this case? <laughs> don't you? Don't like? Shouldn't you just sell? Yeah. Have your money forever and just yeah. not have people be eternally mad at you. I, they don't care about like that. doesn't that no the, but like at at a certain point it's cool like I think people should just start targeting John Fisher's other businesses yeah. like whatever he owns what else is he in like, I don't even I think some department stores I mean, yeah some they shit. should fucking but, I mean it's it's all of these people like half the teams in the league at this point are owned by like the heir to Lowe's and yeah. And exactly. they, they only see it as a venture for making gap? money. Is that how he made his money? Maybe. Yeah, that, that feels that could right. Be that seems, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Elite it, research by the Munfell. <laughs> yeah, we didn't look into it. That like I think that's enough ranting about rich people for this episode. But it's, you know. Yeah, do you want to talk about some things that happened around the league? Yeah, sure. Um, how about we talk about someone who's about to be extremely rich? Oh, Paul Skeens? Uh, oh no! I meant Shohei Otani. <laughs> oh, you want to talk more about Otani? Yeah, what, what, I mean, what more is there to say? He's God. He, the, but the last week especially, yeah, he's go, been insane. Go into it. Talk I about mean, it. he. So last night, um, we attended the New York Yankees baseball game against the Seattle Mariners. They won. Um, and the, the Yankees won a very odd game. And uh, yeah, Castillo got outdueled by Johnny Brito. What? Anyway, um, they Ooh. put up a stat. <laughs> Tim Allen, thank you. Um, they put up a stat on the Scooby-Doo. board that said <laughs> that works too. Otani is currently leading the league in home runs and average against. <laughs> it's just like I, I, the absurd levels of that are almost impossible to accurately like 
describe in human language. Yeah, like, we've never seen somebody who does two things at once, let alone be the, be best, the best at, at both. both of those things. I mean, it's absurd. You it's just, so easy to say, oh, it's he, beyond he, words. he pitches like Randy Johnson, he hits like Bonds. Yeah. It's like, okay. Yeah, but no, but no, 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 like, no. What but is like, that? But, but imagine if somebody LSU actually just did walked that. it off. Tommy White just hit a walk off home run. There you go. Oh my God, they're wow. going to the finals to play Florida. Dylan Cruz Knocking versus Wyatt Langford. Seed. Oh wow, I'm so excited to watch that. That guy's in college. Yeah, he's Dude, not. He's not even draft what? eligible for another year or two. Man. Wow. wow. Yeah, so Tommy White with a walk-off home run for all you College baseball is looking electric, yeah. College World Series, I have been so I've had so much fun watching this. Day 1, those two games were both so crazy. They were both comebacks. See, now Dylan Cruz in the ninth inning. Dylan Cruz looks like somebody who is like a, you know, an adult baseball player. Paul Skeens kind of does. But like the guy who hit that just he just looks like a guy. Tommy White we're talking about. Tommy this is White. the uh, third baseman who has dense Man. facial hair. Yeah. Um Good for uh, ironically Cruz and Skeens could both be in the MLB right now. Look at him. And at Tommy White is I think a sophomore. Oh, what a nuke. What a moment for him. He looks like a Red Sox. <laughs> I bet he gets drafted by the Red Sox. <laughs> he looks like one. We can see it. Yeah, that's so... Oh, good for him, man. See, here's a question for you. If you're in an, uh, in an analytic department, I feel like that's something that you should look into. I know I like, I like know that Brett Phillips had a huge moment in the World Series, so like anything is possible, I guess. But like, don't you want guys who have come through in giant moments... You should work for the... Shouldn't that be in your, like, analytic Bible somewhere? Like, I think it should. I think it says something more about who you are. You should work for the first A's regime in Moneyball when they were talking about, like, guys with ugly girlfriends. guys with guts. Yeah. But no, seriously. I mean, that's, like, one of those things that you can't really measure unless it's actually, you know, you've actually faced it. You want to, like, add a column for the clutch factor? Yeah, No, but just, like, how you perform in really high-leverage situations. I feel like that's, like, that is something that can be quantified. I feel like it should play a part and stuff. I bet it does, you know, to the extent that, I mean, it's... The Yankees traded for Joey Gallo and Frankie Montas. (laughs) Yeah, well, the Yankees aren't the entire industry of baseball. That's true. Um, They claim to be the best at it. Speaking of the entire industry, of baseball, I'm not saying, by the way, that Tommy White is going to be like some like god of clutch baseball. I'm just saying, like that. That's no, I, I didn't. <laughs> that's not how I talk. About. Speaking yeah. of the things that are happening around baseball, Michael Harris of the Braves heating yeah. up on an absolute tear. The Braves are a unit. They are going to easily win that division. The Mets still look like ass. The Marlins, the Marlins are, a fun are little year. The Marlins are about 10 games over 500 right now. They're still playing a little bit over their heads. But Luis Arias could legitimately hit 400. TC, you got that far unranked. Yuri Rough. Perez is an ace at 20 years old. Uh, they're probably going to have to shut him down for a little bit soon. But super exciting to have that arm in your system. He Why could, are they shutting him down? Uh, just innings workload yeah, like that's fair. last okay. year i think he threw like a hundred innings or so and he's already like he, i think they're gonna they're gonna stop him at like 110 or 120 and then they're gonna bring him back for like the end of the year i think gotcha so it's, yeah. gonna, it's gonna make me really sad having to send him down on my fantasy teams yeah it's rough but he's been he's been getting me through a tough stretch with all of these injuries yeah um, Framber Valdez has been looking like the um, stud that everyone knows he can be. Yeah, uh, a couple really good starts. He in the last week and a half, um, fifteen innings, uh, nine K through nine with a point six walk through nine over the last two starts, three starts. It's been sort of a dogfight right now in in the AL West. You know, the Rangers are still like four or five games up, and then you have the Angels. Who are who have been playing very inspired baseball, and the Astros who have been slipping. The yep. Angels are ahead of the Astros at the time of recording this podcast by about a game. Both of those. Are you going to bury him? You want to dance? Oh in God, the no! Oh God, no! I want that to. would that would be insane. Can't do it. No um, way. That being said, they still. I I mean, they've lost a lot of pitching. Their, their team they is certainly have. legitimately going to be. Uh, you know, 
They're they're gonna actually be in the race to make a wild card spot. It looks like right now, so that's something that we haven't seen from them. Um, I do think I'm probably at the point where I am now predicting Texas to win the AL West. Yep. Um, I think they're just they've been playing such quality baseball for such the an Astros extended are back period above of time. The Angels, by the way, um, Josh Young, who was my rookie of the year prediction, that could come true. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, Corey Seager is putting up MVP numbers. Um, and if the Angels keep playing like this, it is very yeah. possible that the Astros are the odd man out. But also, even having this conversation could look very silly in a month. They lost Garcia, McCullers, and Urquidy for the year. Um, yeah. Well, likely Urquidy for the year. I think the other ones oh, are I think definitely Urquidy's for the year. coming back at, um, at a certain point. Urquidy should be coming back. The other but two are both McCullers and year. Garcia are gone for the year. Um, Jordan is down with an oblique right now, which you know we've seen that with a lot of Yankees. That takes a long time to come back from. And then Brantley has been uh, he's been gone for um long time. He's and out for I, the year. I don't think he's coming back. No, so, he's not. He's you know, out for the year. That's I mean he's you know he's older now, but still a good hitter. But um yeah, I mean that's like they've just lost some significant pieces. Uh, not to mention they also lost Justin Verlander in the offseason. So like they're you know their starting pitching is weakened. I will say, and again, I you know I sir oh god like, yeah weeks ago I said like you know you want to dance in the grave yet. Um, well, I, like still I wanted to, but you know, I, I don't want to dance in the grave yet, but truly, I mean, the Rangers look really good and the Astros are going to be fighting in what is probably going to be an insane, I mean, contentious last couple of weeks to make that third or, uh, well, not necessarily third wild card spot, but one of those three wild cards, uh, they're still only like a game out of that third wild card spot. I think yeah. dancing on their grave, I, be, they, you know. they are definitely going to be <laughs> vying amongst Four other teams, because let me think. It's going to be the Angels, the Yankees, probably the Orioles, probably the Blue, the Blue Jays, and maybe not the don't not say the Mariners. Mariners. Not yeah, the Mariners. no, not the Mariners. I was going to say that, but no. Um, so yeah, four teams that are trying to be gunning for two playoff spots. So it's going to be gonna a dogfight. I'm excited tough. for it. Can be fun. The Reds can't lose right now. I saw a stat the other day. They were twelve and two with Ellie De La Cruz in their lineup. Yes, sir. Matt McLean looking like the shortstop of the We're gonna future. end up playing the Astros in the wild card series, aren't we? And they're gonna lose, yeah, of course. Yeah, uh, no, dear God. Christian and Carnacion Strand still on the cusp of getting called up. Looks like they're gonna put him in right field. Spencer Steer maybe left. Um it's getting really it's getting pretty crowded in Cincinnati. And that's not something that I was expecting to say, at least this early in the year. Since he's um, so fun. They're a very exciting <laughs> they're so team. so cool. I mean, I, I do... Like, Didn't I, they I, rip off like 10 straight wins or something? Yeah, they did. Yeah. Like, not to, you know, not to pour any water on them, but they, they, they do have a couple of guys playing above their uh, X stats. Yes, and their pitching so, is not, you know, it still leaves a lot to be desired, but... So know. there should be a little bit of yeah. regression, but that's a very weak division and there's no reason that cincinnati can't win it yeah four of their top five prospects though are currently playing in the majors you're right what was that um yeah four of their top five prospects are currently playing in the majors which um if you are going to try to go for uh a real run i don't think that you can rely on that many kids and that same thing goes for the diamondbacks as well um, although the D-backs look great, but um, again, I, I just get wary when you have to rely on, you know, output from, you know, 20, 21, 22 year olds who have not done this before. So, you know, it's a similar thing to what I said to the Orioles um, or about the Orioles a couple of weeks ago, which is, you know, they haven't experienced a full 162 um, and they haven't you know experienced a playoff chase and all that entails mentally and physically. And, you know, they're like, there's just a chance that they kind of burn out. Um, all these young teams, the you know the Orioles, the Reds, the Diamondbacks. Um, so you know, I like I'm rooting for them. Obviously, I I love good young baseball. It's very fun. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, usually it's just that's why you have teams like the Yankees and the Astros. You know, seasoned vets who have done this thing you know a handful of times and gotten there. Um, you know, they just end up beating out teams like or the Blue Jays even teams that are just like young and inexperienced, inexperienced. Excuse me, um, who just kind of sputter out. By the end of the year. So we'll see. Speaking of young pitchers, Taj Bradley dominating over his last two Tell starts. He's yeah. got he's got a sixteen K per nine. Uh and I saw a 
tweet went a little bit viral the other day that said uh, he ranks among all major league pitchers with at least 40 innings pitched. He's first in FIP, first in expected FIP with 2.69 and 2.75 respectively. Second in strikeout rate with 34.5. Second in Sierra with a 2.95. Um, what is Sierra? I wish you didn't ask me that because I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I looked it up one time and I, I cannot remember what it is. I'm going to look it up real quick. We're all going to learn. We're yeah. going to learn something here on the Mudville podcast today. What is Sierra? Okay. Skill interactive earned run She's average. She's a very nice woman. Um, <laughs> thank you. Uh, married to Russell Wilson, so that's a big knock. But anyway, Sierra. It quantifies a pitcher's performance by trying to eliminate factors the pitcher can't control by himself. But unlike a stat such as FIP, Sierra considers balls in play and adjusts for the type of ball in play. So, if a pitcher has a high FIP but also has induced a high proportion of grounders and pop-ups instead of line drives, Sierra will be lower than FIP. So it accounts for like launch angle, exit velo, stuff like that. I'm sold fun i love that i love it I'm so with much it. I'm, yeah. I'm into it and he leads in it so taj bradley there you go blooming ace a lot of grounders tells you the kind of contact he's giving up essentially that's fun yeah yuri perez and taj bradley the future of pitching. i like sierra me too I'm a big sierra fan now all I mean, right yeah we, we should go listen to her tell music me, tell me more about sierra stuff let's find out go check out her albums on spotify <laughs> sure she's up to something joe ryan shut out the red Sox today uh, in that last place AL East versus first place AL Central eternal struggle <laughs> to try God. to see. Uh, the, the last time we recorded was the first time in like six weeks that an AL Central team was ahead of an AL East team. That changed immediately. The Red Sox went right back ahead. And then those two teams went at it this week, including today. And Joe Ryan threw the first complete game for the Twins since 2018 Man. when Jose Berrios did it. Would you like to know who the... Uh who is leading in Sierra this season, by the way? Is it Joe Ryan? It's Brian Abreu. Oh, okay. Interesting. Of the Houston Astros. Would might, you like to might, know might who's second? Quali- who? Ryan Presley. Oh, God. That's terrifying. Would you like to know who's fourth? No. Framber Valdez. Oh, my God. Would All you right. like to know who's sixth? And you want to dance on their grave. <laughs> Would you like to know who's sixth? Hunter Brown? Yes. <laughs> wow. Um, I actually wrote down a stat that I wanted to bring Would up. Would you like to know who's eighth? Oh, Rafael Montero. Another one of the bullpen guys. Wow. All right. Would you um, like to know who's ninth? No. Hector Neris. <laughs> Would you like to know who's 10th? How? Oh. Luis Garcia. Okay, but he's out for the year. Wait, I might is, just be looking like at the action? Astros. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> we can cut all that. <laughs> oh, no, that's staying in. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it's not. No, it's not. That's... No, it's not. <laughs> No, it's not. I can't say it. I said the Astros <laughs> like filtered. There's, it's like, there's oh, no way. So what? <laughs> that's so funny. The only names that I missed, by the way, the only reason I was skipping numbers is because it was names I didn't recognize. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Uh, Guillermo Zuniga is actually the number one in Sierra this season. <laughs> of the, uh, These are AAA numbers. Oh, man. What the fuck? All leagues. <laughs> What is happening here? Fangraphs are letting me down. <laughs> <laughs> this is brutal. Brody leads the league in fangraph errors right now. <laughs> this is rough. I, I have I I have a, Am I just looking <laughs> at the minors? No, Ben Heller. Okay, Ben Heller's number two. Alright, here we go. I have a real Stop stat that I want to bring up. These are real stats. Just no, okay, but I have <laughs> poor, a, I have, poor, uh, poor usage. I have a league-wide stat that I'd like to bring up. Um, the league leaders right now in expected ERA. I should have realized after like six or seven. <laughs> I think I should have realized. Not even listening to you <laughs> talking. Like, oh, I was like, damn, they're pitching Guess coach. What? Guess what? He's, he knows what's up. And then I it's was like, "Oh, okay, hold on. Because That's it's like a biff job by the me. Ray should be on this list. That's rough. Oh, brother. Okay. But, well, okay. Expected ERA. Actually, yeah. Okay. Okay. Expected ERA. Go ahead. Joe Ryan leads an expected ERA with a 2.44. <laughs> Second okay. is Zach Eflin with a 2.9. And wow. then third is Zach Wheeler with a 3.18. And then there are a bunch of guys in that like all. In those, sure. In those uh, increments, but Joe Ryan is ahead of like three through seven on that list by point seven. 
an expected ERA. That's insane. So whatever he's doing, man, Sarah. he's going full breakout this year. Yeah, that's ridiculous. I respect it whenever Jesus you shut down the Boston Christ. Red Sox. Gotta love that. Huge fan of that. You got anything else for this week in baseball? Uh, you want to hear more about the Houston Astros pitching staff Sierra numbers? Not really. <laughs> that I'm, I think we've I think we've covered that base. <laughs> I can't believe it was just the Astros. That was that's absurd, <laughs> man. We, we have to leave it at this point. It's so oh, it's so. Oh dear God! I promise I'm a smart human. I I do my best sometimes, and it's just not enough. I do what I can. <laughs> Shit happens, man. It's okay. It's fine. I should have realized sooner. <laughs> it's like six or seven guys. Man, oh man, you know, ooh, nice play. This is like you know. This is why we teach critical thinking in schools because someone who uh, you know maybe uh, didn't pay attention in school as much, um, or maybe someone who paid attention more, I should say, would have realized, like, this data seems skewed. That's <laughs> how you read a data set. Oh, anyway. Man. Did you see any movies this week? Uh, no, I did not. I was uh, I was busy. Oh, I went to the Land of the Moose. Oh, the Land of the Moose. Yes, the, was, uh, with our great, uh, our, our brothers to the north. Oh, it yeah. Was, uh, That's <laughs> no, it's, not, it's not A. Dakota. A, yeah. they think. Um, yeah, we went to a beautiful little town called Niagara on the lake right next to Niagara Falls. I had some family up near Buffalo, so we went to go visit them on, in, in the U.S., um, in New York. And then we just took, uh, borrowed the car, went over the border, hung out at this nice little town. We went biking around this wine region that's Ooh. there, like right on the other side of Niagara Falls. That's it was like very Italian. Day. It was, dude... It's amazing. Sicilian. <laughs> like, it I like it was. I've never been to Sicily. But that's uh, that's it's my probably idea something you would, Sicily you would do in like Sicily. Biking around a Dude, wine. Garden. Every everything there is just vineyards, just like grapevines. As far as the eye can see, it was amazing. Loved it. And then you just walk in, and they're just like, oh, you know, you do wine tastings. It was great. Highly recommend. Um, so my girlfriend and I got to do that. Um, Bryce, the listeners have met her. So we uh, we had a very nice weekend up in the land of the moose. Dude, I need to spend more time in peaceful settings. Dude, it was awesome oh my god it was so quiet the air was crisp yeah it was great Man. this is so nice instead i watched extraction 2 on netflix <laughs> did you actually dude it was it's honestly i'm I, sure it rips don't get me wrong here's but that the is thing. the opposite of peaceful <laughs> i know it's yeah i i really liked the first one because it was like all i had going for me during the pandemic sure. was to get to watch that like, dude that it was sounds like something that would that it sounds happening. like an always sunny movie like we're going to see extraction 2 <laughs> yeah it's like <laughs> it's so frustrating because like the action oh in that movie God. and the stunt coordination is so cool and it's sure. like they have this one shot which is definitely not one shot but it's made to look like one that goes for like 15 minutes through like four or five different just absurd his name is pieces. tyler rake yeah it's <laughs> sick right like i can't dude i, I gotta it's give it's an 80s action movie i know like here's the thing and it's it's just frustrating because the the script is such a like meathead nonsense where sure. he's like in a rat or he's an afghanistan war veteran and yeah. like his son died of cancer and so his okay. wife like divorced him and then like they have there's like this whole arc where they have to come like back together okay i'm watching this like, right now the the action that they're showing off it's looks incredible sick it's, it it's amazing really that's does. the reason i that's the only reason i watched the movie and oh my god it, it it's like it's a great time whenever that's happening there are like two or three different long action sequences where i'm just like Holy shit. But oh dude, the script like sucks a... so much. And then when you go to look who wrote the script, look who it is. You don't know this yet. Oh, it's the Russos. <laughs> God. They're everywhere. They're everywhere. T Tyler Rake is like the only cool thing that they've created <laughs> yeah, in a decade since God. the community episodes of Direct Race. Wait, what was um what's that the the Bong Joon Ho movie with um the the train? Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer. The action reminds me a little bit of Snowpiercer, just from the trailer that I'm seeing. Uh, uh, yeah, because the, there is like a train sequence. Yeah. Yeah, the, where he yeah. Like goes into different cars but just and like, like a bigger gun every time. Using a train, like, because the space like a on a train is perfect. Like, because, you know, it's narrow, it's cramped, it's cramped, like, you know, it's it's hectic. So that's like, that's it a really a cool set, set yeah. piece. Um, but that movie's great. Oh, my God. We should do a Bong Joon-ho double feature episode where we should talk we? about Parasite and Snowpiercer. Oh, maybe before his new his movie comes out with uh, Robert Pattinson. Yeah, next year. God, I love Robert Pattinson. You that's our Pats guy. I, I just him and everything is great. Dude, right as Extraction Two Good ended, Batman. 
Netflix told me that I was no longer part of my household. Dude, I can't. I can't watch Netflix anymore. I, I got I like straight up can't. No, me neither. It's I got kicked off. So speaking it, of rich people ruining fun things, Extraction Two is the last movie I will ever watch on Netflix. <laughs> and honestly, what a way to go out. Yeah, I don't really care. I could have just watched it on my like plug website anyway. Yeah, I know. So that's, that's a thing. I, I don't care about netflix like they don't no same they don't I'm, provide any service i'm gonna lobby my parents to cancel subscription cinema from the theaters terrible oh, fuck that i'm not giving them my money no i also saw asteroid city the new oh, wes yeah, anderson yeah yeah and Tell me, uh, uh, it's thoughts. getting great reviews and i wasn't super sold on it honestly uh it, it felt very <laughs> mechanical to me like wes anderson's <laughs> movies are always very like mechanized and stylish and, yeah, of like, course you know heavily stylized you know what you get when you're going into a wes anderson movie and like i've seen some people like say that he's becoming like a victim of his own style or something and i think that that's a little bit ridiculous but this one to me kind of felt like going through the motions a little bit like this is a movie where like he has control of just the entire set because it, it is such a condensed set and like it's a town with a population of exactly uh 87 people wes anderson is essentially playing god i feel right. like in this yeah. new movie and so much of it just feels like the characters just weren't super memorable to Wait. me this time especially after wes anderson's last movie before this one the french dispatch which i felt was one of my favorites um some of the black and white references to scenes that hadn't happened yet or scenes that are referenced as being cut, I thought were a nice touch. Like it's, it's very like formally inventive, you know, quote unquote sure. or whatever. Like, and, and it is like, it's cool. Like, I don't, I don't mean to say quote unquote to like shit on it or whatever, but like, that's clearly like, that, that's like so much of the appeal behind the movie that there were definitely times when I feel like the movie itself got sort of lost in what it's like supposed to be and like what like you think it's supposed to be as a Wes Anderson movie. And right. Like so much of it is like, I don't know. People, people talk so much about the like deadpan, like emotionless characters. And I think that a lot of the appeal of his movies is in those moments where the emotion breaks through and you're able to, and then it just in context, it hits like so much harder. Like the one that I think people, most commonly reference is the I've had a rough year dad line in uh, Royal Tenenbaums and I didn't feel like there was anything like that in this movie like not that I'm just looking for the same like algorithmic formula but also like Wes Anderson kind of structures our, the audience's mind to like expect that from him sure so like I, I feel like it's a difficult line to toe between I want to have an open mind with this director's work for like new things that he's trying to do and also clearly he's created a bubble that he seems to want to stay in and especially wanted to stay in for this one like this is like i said the most like intimate and condensed wes anderson movie and honestly i just i kind of walked out feeling pretty empty his his style is so like pervasive and you know well known that i'm you know familiar with what he kind of does um even with that being the case. And uh, I don't know. I'm excited to see this movie. I, I, I want to go at some point and just, you know, I feel like it's with, with the amount of things that are out that are not made to be artful. I mean, <laughs> you know, this is something. Yeah, I certainly go, see. go, go see it. It's yeah. gotten much better reviews than you just heard from me. I mean, I'm certainly in the minority on, on this one, but right. uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't super impressed. I think that just about wraps up the episode. I think so. Yeah. Um, what else? Is there anything that we could touch on? I got everything. think so. Um, Aaron Judge, come back soon, please. Please. Oh, man. Yeah, that, that's that been it for this week of the Mudville Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you haven't already, give us a nice rating and a nice review. Um, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, we, we, we got oh. to the point where Spotify is displaying our number of ratings, so that's nice. That also, we are now both on Blue Sky. Yeah, we got Brody on Blue Sky. A um, blue guy now. Yeah, he's a blue guy. Gonna start skeeting. Oh, man. That's a thing. That's what they're calling him now. Yeah, no, I'm well aware. 
Um, he, he got at Brody S is his yes. username. So we're now Nolan Brody R something. and Brody, Brody S. S respectively, which feels kind of like a bit. It works though. But I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It feels like we're doing kind <laughs> of like a performance. Uh, I fixed my, uh, my head. Oh, like <laughs> just says, Very give nice. me money, please. So That's yeah, my whole thing. Follow us on there. Follow us on Twitter. If that, if you're still, if you haven't gotten your invite yet, um, we are at, Mudville pod. Uh, but that'll do it. I've been Nolan Rabine. I've been Brody Stout. Hasta luego. We will see you guys next week. <laughs>